Now, we must all fear evil men. But there is another kind of evil which we must fear most. And that is the indifference of good men. This is the St. Longinus's Baptism Podcast Channel. Um, this is going to be rant number six. Um, I haven't thought of a title for it, but I will, usually with my rants, I put the, the title in the show notes anyway, so I'm sure by the time I get done with this rant, I'll have something in mind. Um, I had, I, I had actually intended to do this, this, uh, the idea for this rant this morning and I had a senior moment and I couldn't think of it. So I busied myself with other things, hoping it would come to me and it's been almost 10 hours and it finally came to me, but that's neither here nor there. So basically, um, I'm looking at you, said Vacantis, but you're not my only chosen target for this rant. So um, don't worry, I'm not just picking on you guys. But basically, um, I went off of social media in 2020, January of, tw- I'm sorry, not 2020, 2021, January of 2021. And the reason I did this was um, I wanted to concentrate on, on being the best true Catholic I could be. However, um, even though I was not on any um, social media platforms, and when I say social media, I'm talking Gab, uh, Twitter, Telegraph, um, but I was, I was listening to a lot of set of a contest on YouTube. And so because a lot of that content runs into at least an hour, sometimes two, um, I would go into the comments section and, uh, see what was going on. And, um, What I saw didn't give me much hope, but um, after attempting to reach some of the Sedvacantis that were on these Sedvacantis uh, chat, chat boards, I basically learned my lesson and decided, okay, I'm going to let them I'm going to let them flounder around like a drowning person and I'm just going to concentrate on myself. The reason I'm saying this is I've been on Twitter since 2017. And like I said, I um, left social media in January of 2021. So we're talking almost uh, probably around between three and a half to four years. I was on Twitter. 
Now, I had heard about Sedevacantism in 2018. Now, at this time, I had stopped going to the Vatican II sect church that I was affiliated with. And basically, my spiritual and attitudinal outlook was, quite frankly, garbage. And so, um, be, because I had never heard of Sedevacantism, and I knew that Vatican II sect was, <laughs> was wrong, was wrong, at, at, at the bare minimum, was completely and utterly wrong, I basically had given up the despair because I couldn't see of any alternative because I'd never heard a set of contism. Now, part of that, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, a lot of the time I spent in the Vatican II church, I wasn't attempting to get holy. Um, my biggest goal was to do just enough to get to purgatory as I've stated in previous episodes. And um, that was enough for me. So, um, basically, when I realized that Vatican II was a house of cards and I hadn't heard a set of a contism, and like I said, that was through sloth on my part. If I tried hard enough, I could have found it. Um... So in 2018, and I was still connected to Vatican II Catholics on um, Twitter. But then I kept hearing about Sedevacantism, and I started following some of the people that were talking about it. And when I came back to Twitter, let's say last week was when I came back to Twitter, I personally... Personally, refollowed them, and I gave them the most grateful thanks that I could give them, given that basically, let's be honest, Twitter's a crap platform, but you work with what you got. You know, it's kind of like YouTube. Um, but I gave them my heartfelt thanks and, you know, welcome. And I genuinely mean it from the bottom of my heart. They literally saved my, well, hopefully, hopefully. I'm not going to get complacent and I'm not going to get presumptuous. But as of right now, I'm within a day away from getting baptized in the true Catholic Church. I, they have my literal eternal gratitude. Not that, you know, uh, Lord Jesus and his blessed mother and the saints don't have my eternal gratitude too, but um, I'm especially grateful to these guys for their, for their patience because, you know, um, I wasn't as well informed as they were as to the true Catholic Church. So obviously I had a bunch of stupid questions. This is 2018, mind you. And by the way, when I left the Vatican II sect, 
This is not me being full of myself, and this is not me being arrogant or um, prideful. But I would say, as far as a Vatican II sect member went, I, I was pretty conversant on Catholic theology, meaning that, no, I wasn't a PhD in theology, which they like to make that appeal to authority. Oh, you have a PhD in theology? And, um, but I, I could, on most subjects, I could speak intelligently well about Catholicism. And then it wasn't until I started listening to Sedevacantis that I realized that I didn't know Jack and I need to do some serious studying. But anyway, that's just the backstory for what I'm about to tell you. Now, from 2018, actually when I started on Twitter in 2017, to about 2020, I was basically, like I said, you know, a, a heathen, a hedonist. And so my main concern was not the state of my soul, which it should have been, but it wasn't. But basically it was politics. And I got to give God all the credit and all the, all the glory and his blessed mother, because the the satanic, uh, the Masonic Satanists that that run the world, they basically took out anything that could have been a distraction, or most things, I should say. So, um, they took out football, <laughs> and they took out. Movies, I, I, the last movie I saw was in 2017 and it was Rogue One. And I know it was some sort of prequel to Star Wars or whatever. That, that's all I remember about it. It was that forgettable. But as far as going to the theater, watching movies, I think the last time I went to a theater and paid money for an actual movie was probably, I want to say, in 2012 or 2013. Um, but starting at around 2012, I just wrote Hollywood off because there's a bunch of, you know, leftist garbage. And quite frankly, um, you know, I did play video games, but basically... The bottom line for me was, was once I got out of my 30s, um, I mean, I would play a video game if I got bored, but it wasn't something that, you know, when I was in my 20s and 30s, yeah, you know, I, I spent too much time on that garbage. But, you know, um... Basically, my main use for my uh, gaming center was basically to watch YouTube podcasts. And occasionally, if I got bored, I'd play a game. But 
so my purpose in in taking this uh tangent uh taking this a little out of the loop here was to basically say that politics was my main priority because I was naive and foolish enough to believe that the politics and society and the culture we live in in the world could be fixed by political means. And by the way, if any of my um, right-wing, atheist, or agnostic uh, 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 buddies are out there listening to this, give me a minute. I will get to you next. But, so, basically, I was all into politics. And so, I was subscribed to some set of contest on Twitter, and there were some uh, what I call neo-trads, basically Vatican II people who pretended to be traditionalists, on my, on my uh, followers. So, you know, um, basically, you know, I would give them hearts and, you know, thumbs ups and whatever. And, um, you know, because basically, um, I could see that they, that they were speaking truth, but I couldn't tell you why at that time. Couldn't do it. But so I really, because I was, uh, I was not plugged into set of accountants Twitter, Deeply, I'll say, deeply. I really didn't know how bad set of a contest online could get. Now, having said this, I I I um I got a taste between 2018 and 2020. When I basically moved from the large Western city I was living in to an undisclosed location. And that's when I decided because I had some time to start listening and reading, you know, traditional. And when I say traditional, I'm talking pre-Catholic or I'm sorry, pre-Vatican II uh, material. And said of a contest podcast, I started hearing about the Masons. And I didn't do a deep dive, but I did listen to a few podcasts that were about the Masons. And I realized that, oh my God, you know, that, like I said, right wingers, uh, uh atheist and agnostic right-wingers, I'm getting to you, that basically they were the ones who the, the liberal ideas that our Constitution were based on were Masonic ideas. And if you do the history, the Masons started 
the, the, the first recorded lodges were in England in the early 1700s. Okay. And since, you know, to my knowledge, about 95% of the colonists were English, there had to be a good portion of, of them that basically were members of a Masonic lodge. Now I've already talked about Masons and I don't, Quite frankly, this is a rant, not 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 an infomercial. But so basically when I started hearing about the Masons and how basically the Masons basically worship Satan, and I know that's gonna sound ridiculous to you know you, to those of you who think of yourselves as skeptics. Well, then I realized there's no political solution. There's no political solution. Because I guarantee you that there are lodges, more than one lodge, in every country in the world. There may be five, maybe 10 countries what that doesn't have a lodge. It doesn't matter. They've taken over the cultural and um, societal apparatuses. So they don't even need to have a lodge to push their agenda in, in a particular country. Why do you think America is so hot and bothered to spread democracy all over the world? Anyway, I will get to that when I get to my... Uh, Right-wing buddies. So basically, I started getting a taste, just a taste, a small taste, of how the set of a contest online community operates. And it almost became a stumbling block to me. Because when I made the move to an undisclosed location, I contacted one of the Sedvacantists on Twitter who had been very kind to me and very helpful. And I asked her, I, I said, are all Sedvacantists like the ones on Twitter? Because if they are, I don't think I can join you. You know, you guys may be the true Catholic Church, but... You know, and, and I'm speaking from a very bad attitudinal standpoint. Your guys' attitude sucks. And she, uh, she assured me that, you know, that's, that's just people being people. Now, given, given the type of personality, and I'm kind of including myself in this, um, the type of people who are on social media aren't our best and brightest. Um, why do you think guys like Bill Gates and uh, the other tech tech wizards keep their kids off of social media? But I'm I'm not I'm not disincluding myself from having acted like an a hole. Um, on social media, because I have. But, like I said, I got a very limited taste of what Sedvacantus 
on social media were like. And I was immediately turned off. You know, I mean, quite frankly, some of the things that were being tweeted could have come from your average alcoholic a-hole who beat his wife and went to strip clubs and uh, cheated on his wife. Those, those were the kind of takes that I was getting. And I wish I could say that I was exaggerating. But back in um, it was 2019 or 2020, I was trying to tell the set of Contis, hey, you need to, you know, you need to start informing people about Sedvacantism and getting them on to onto this Ark of Salvation. Cause you know, I, th- th- like I said, back in 2019, I could see where this dumpster fire was heading. And one of the replies I got was, I'm not kidding. This was an actual quote. I care nothing for the Hindu or the Jew. Now, a a backslidden Protestant who only goes to church on Christmas and Easter could tell you that's not the proper attitude for somebody who considers themselves an actual Christian. Okay? Now, but that's, that's you know, like I said, I wasn't, my concentration really wasn't on you know, set of Vicantis, uh social media was on politics. And then I came to the realization in 2021 that no, there are no political solutions. The best we can do is try to get me- as many people as we can to worship the one true God and his blessed mother. And I mean, and by the way, when I say this, I'm not saying that, you know, um, when the forces of uh, satanic masonry run amok in our countries, that we should wave a white flag. I'm not saying that. But it's, it's, one of our, it's one of our main, and I've said this, and by the way, I cannot take credit for this idea. There's um, a second YouTuber that I listen to, and he's my favorite. Uh, go to episode one if you want to find out who those are. And he never gets tired of talking about that Americans are very black and white in their thinking. He has a special word he calls it um, binary. I think he says binary thinkers. But basically it's black and white and there's no in between. Now, I am trying my damnedest to get people to understand there's nothing wrong with building your community. There's nothing wrong with preparing for the worst. There's nothing wrong with forming communities. But why can't we do both? Why can't we form the communities, the self-defense forces, or whatever it is that we plan on doing, and not, and, and at the same time, maybe, maybe learn about 
the one true religion because there's only one. But like I said, this is this is a rant. This isn't this isn't uh, a public service announcement. Um, I've done plenty of episodes explaining why there's the one true God. But what I'm asking you guys is is why can't it be both? I keep going back and forth because both of these are kind of related. Let me finish my my kind of rant on the set of a contest. Um, uh, social media people. You do realize that when you say dumb shit, and yes, I'm cursing, because I think a lot of you are so wrapped up in your own purity spiral, as they say on political YouTube, that Unless somebody raises their voice or uses crude or uh, bad language that it doesn't get through to you. And I've also explained that as well. But are you guys so freaking unaware that when you behave like an a-hole on Twitter or any other social media platform, quite frankly, that you're driving away people? Would you get into autistic debates about nothing with other set of accountants that you're, you're literally driving people away? And the people who do join our cause, you, <sighs> Jesus told the Pharisees, he said, you travel the links and the breaths of the world to make converts and make them every bit of sons of hell as you are. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is, I've noticed online a lot of set of contests are all caught up in the um, appeals to authority. And basically a, a layman such as myself, you know, um, basically taking set of contests. And by the way, I made clear in all my episodes that it's not all said vacantes. There are many faithful and great said vacantes out there. And when I say these kind of things, I, I make the disclaimer <laughs> over 95% of my, my um, episodes, I have either been guilty of in the past or am now presently working on. Now, I, the reason why um, I'm doing this, I, I, this idea kept coming to me was because I've been on two set of contest platforms. Or, I'm sorry, one set of contest mostly platform, and then I'm basically subscribed for the most part to set of contest on Twitter. 
And I suspect that, like I said, there's a lot of appeals to authority instead of a contism. And basically, a person like myself who admits, yes, I've got flaws, yes, there's stuff that I'm, I'm trying to work on, when I talk about the spiritual life or I talk about spiritual books or if I take, make some observations about online set of accountants, well, they get offended because who is he to tell us that we're sinful and he's sinful himself? Well, I, my first reply would be that um, I know that I'm sinful and I admit that I'm sinful and I'm bringing this to your attention because it needs to be said because you're giving true Catholicism a bad name. Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. And I'm going to add this, and this may be the title of this particular episode. When it comes to Sedvacantism in traditional, and I'm talking pre-Vatican II Catholicism, everything I say is verifiable if you're willing to take your Cheeto-stained hands out of the Cheeto bag and read a few books or if instead of playing a video game, you listen to some of the sermons on um, real Catholic media, because I have, nothing that I'm saying is anything that, uh, th this is what I'm getting you. You want to appeal to authority, people? Any Everything that I'm saying has not been... Um, has not been, uh, nothing I'm saying is new. Everything I'm saying has been said by Sedvacantus priests and bishops in their sermons. So if you want to get butt mad at me because I dare to take you to task and I don't have the authority to tell you because I'm a sinner myself, you have priests and bishops telling you, why aren't you listening to them? Huh? You don't like that I'm saying these things? Fine. Fine. Start listening to your priests and bishops because they're saying the same things I am. So how about this? Instead of worrying about uh, the, 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 the chicanery that's going into Washington, D.C., how about picking up a spiritual book and learning how to get closer to God? How's that for a concept? Because I guarantee you, and I put in my show notes, I put all my references, all of them. Nothing that I say when it comes to, to traditional Catholicism, nothing I say is off the top of my head. Everything has been said before, which 
If you want to appeal to authority, here's one. St. Paul says there's nothing new under the sun in one of his epistles. So I'm not trying to take credit like I'm presenting a new program, like I'm presenting a new idea. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to exhort you to quit being so involved with the world and, and instead of looking to appeals to authority, like I said, if, if, you, if you feel like you need a bishop or a priest to tell you these things, fine. Like I said, real Catholic media on YouTube is the set of a contest YouTube channel for Bishop Dolan. Um, St. Gertrude the Great has a YouTube channel. The CMRI has a YouTube channel. Okay? Um, I, I, would, I, I would literally challenge anyone to, to listen to what those priests and bishops are saying and tell me how I'm, I'm so wrong. Now, for you autists out there, because... You know, the younger types seem to be very, very autistic and very, very socially retarded. And I'm saying this as a social retard myself. Oh, wow, you got such and such detail wrong. Well, <laughs> okay, I got a detail wrong. Can you tell me where I was actually wrong, where I got the actual facts wrong? Can you actually tell me that? And that was the thing. That was the thing. What brought on this idea for this episode was basically, I started my Twitter account last week and a set of a contest and this, this, this had to have been a youngster because God help us if he's my age and saying this kind of stupid crap. He took me to task for using modern language. And I tried explaining to him. Oh, and by the way, for all you autists, said vacantists out there, whether you like it or not, we're all modernists. I don't care that you want to go back to the 13th century and be a knight. I don't care that you want to go back to the based in monarchies of the 17th century. You're a modernist. If you were born between uh, the 1700s and, 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 and present era, you are a modernist, whether you like it or not. So to criticize a fellow set of accountants for using modern terms... It's not helpful. It's not conducive to advancing our agenda, which should be the salvation of souls. Okay? And, you know, I understand. I really do. I understand that youngsters who lack experience and lack social skills, you know, because I, believe it or not, I was one of those guys. Believe it or not, I was once a socially awkward, quite frankly, um, 
I was socially awkward well into my 30s. Fortunately for me, uh, the internet was not readily available for me to be an autistic Spurg. So I do understand. But, and I've, I've already said this in a previous episode. That you need, you need to, you, social, or I'm sorry, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, what is the word I'm looking for here? Um, Um, critical thinking skills. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Boy, I thought I was going to blow that. Critical thinking skills. Okay. Now, on this, I'm not dinging the um, millennials and the Zoomers. I'm also dedicating my generation into boomers because over the past, especially over the past 40 years, they've been, they've basically been uh, training people to lack critical thinking skills. And unfortunately, it hit the millennials and the Zoomers hardest. Now, I'm not claiming to be the most critical uh, thinker out there. But if what I see on social media is anything to go by, um, I would say that as far as critical thinking skills goes, um, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm not saying that... Uh, you know, I'm all that. I would say that, no, I'm pretty, I'm doing pretty good. And what the reason I bring this up is, is because if a person is trying to evangelize people, if you can't even make the critical thought that a fish in modernist society and waters and um, not just society, but uh, culture is a modernist, no matter how much he longs for the day of, oh, I don't know, uh, pre-Reformation Europe is still a modernist. If you can't make that kind of critical thinking uh Distinction, I would sincerely advise you to reevaluate, to reevaluate yourself. And by the way, I, I know that I've cursed and I've known that I've been, but that's what the rant is all about. <laughs> okay. Because. Generally, I only do a rant when I'm PO'd. And I got to thinking about this. So, 
basically what I'm trying to tell you set of contests out there is, is that you are your own worst enemy. Now that's assuming, that's assuming your goal is to convert souls. If you're the type of set of contest who believes, eh, I'm baptized, I'm confirmed. I go to church once a, uh, once a week or however often you have mass and I'm good. Well, <laughs> you're, you're, you're your own worst enemy too. Okay. But you, you said of a contest on social media are your worst enemies. You're driving people away hand and foot. And the people who are actually trying, you know, look, you can criticize my approach. You can criticize my vocabulary. You can criticize the fact that I'm only a high school graduate and not a seminary professor. I'm actually trying to help people reevaluate their priorities and maybe give set of contism a try. And for those of you who are feeling, you know, uh, a little, a little, uh, self-righteous and a little bit uh, appeals to authority, it would behoove you to ask yourself, what are you doing for the cause of true Catholicism? And by the way, episode four is some just some suggestions that what we could be doing. But griping that a person is using Vatican II um, images and gifts when there are no, as far as I can tell, there are no set of Acontis, um places where, you know, set of Acontis gifts and uh, images can be downloaded. It's not helpful. Okay. Bottom line, it's not helpful. And I've already posted this to my Twitter page. If you're the type of person that you'd rather sit, you'd rather sit and nitpick about my way of doing things than add something constructive or heaven forbid, maybe, you know, try your own set of a contest thing. I don't know. I don't have time for that. And I, you know, I don't have time for it and I'm not interested. You know, you said of a contest out there, you also need to quit shooting each other in the back. I am also ex-army. And I guarantee you that if you're in a battle position and the guy in the next foxhole is, is popping stray rounds or grenades near you, you're going to cap his butt because he's a danger to you and to the rest of your, you know, squad or platoon or whatever. You're not going to put up with it. I don't need... You know, if, if your whole thing is theological perfection, theological purity, appeals to authority, I got no time for you. You know, and, and quite frankly, you know, I, I, anybody who's listened to more of my, more than five of my episodes and has not even checked out the, the podcast introductions at the beginning who want to dare to um, uh, be my critic, 
without understanding my context, without understanding what I'm all about, I'm going to, this is as charitable as I'm going to get. You can get stuffed. You can go pound sand. If you've got nothing useful to offer, I'm not interested. You can unfollow me. That's fine. And I've already said that as much on my Twitter uh, thread. You know, if you, if you're the type of person that you got to have theological perfection, you know, then you lack critical thinking skills. And if you lack critical thinking skills, then I doubt very seriously, you're going to help advance the set of a kind, a set of a contest agenda. Okay. And I'm just getting started. To my right wing buddies, and uh, some of you are atheist and agnostic. So I kind of, I mean, I've never been atheist. I've never been agnostic. I've always acknowledged God, but I've, you know, up until a certain point in my life, I've been a deist, basically. And given that this is a Masonic you know, run and design country, you can, you can call me crazy all you want to, unless you look up the stuff, you have no idea if I know what I'm talking about or not to be able to say that I'm a nutcase and a moron and I don't know what I'm talking about. But deism basically is a Masonic concept. You don't have to like it, but it is. Good grief. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I had to use the restroom. Didn't think you guys wanted to hear me. Anyhow, so to my right-wing buddies who may be atheist or agnostic, um, because, well, I've, I've been listening to one of my favorite podcasters, um, not on a regular basis. Um, I've been busy preparing for Easter, but occasionally I tune in and, um, I really admire, and I, by the way, uh, my praise my praise on both my favorite podcasters are in the first episode, but I, I have a great deal of respect and uh, admiration for this particular guy. Well, for both of them, really. But the other guy, he's he's literally running his own farm, and he's he's uh he's busier, as we say in the mid Midwest. 
busier than a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. But... When he when he has guests on, a lot of them have kids, and they're decrying the moral degeneracy that's going on right now. Now, as I said in a previous podcast, this is this is on purpose. This is everything that's going on right now is leading it. There is a purpose behind it and it's leading toward a particular end. You know, um, I don't claim to be a prophet, so I can't tell you what the end is and how it'll all turn out and all that. But anybody who doesn't see this dumpster fire going up like Hiroshima within the next conservatively three years, you're willfully blind. You know, I, I, I hope we get that long. I really do. I really hope we get that long. But, you know... Some of these guys talk about the challenges of being a parent. They talk about the challenges of being a parent. Now, full disclosure, um, I've nearly be, been a father two times. And both times, uh, the female in question, and I'm putting humongous air quotes on this term had a miscarriage. So I've never been a dad, but once again, because I'm that crazy Catholic nut, you know, fanatic, I can see God's divine providence in that because quite frankly, I am not meant to be a father. I'm I'm not meant to be a father. And for that and 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 for that matter um I'm not I don't consider myself leadership material. Not because that I can't be helpful if I know what I'm doing. I can do that. But basically, I don't consider myself leadership material because I know, because, I, by the way, I have been in, you know, leadership leadership uh, positions in my past. But um, what I'm saying here is is like you know being a leader of a group um, quite honestly um
for what it's worth, I just, you can call it whatever you want to. I just don't feel like I'm the type of person, you know, that needs to be doing that. Now, having said that, if situations were to arise where I had no choice but to take charge, obviously, I would do it. But I've always been the type of person, I help out where I can, I do as much as I can, and I do as much as I know. And um, just, just to make this also clear, I don't talk about things that I do not have at least a working knowledge of. I'm not one of these type of people that just spouts off the mouth talking about garbage that I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, if somebody, if I'm speaking with somebody and they say something and I don't know about it, I'll just say, well, I can't speak on that. I don't know. But yes, I don't talk about things that, that I don't know about. But I, I hear... I hear some, you know, some of these right wingers, and they're like, "Oh, you need to take charge. You need to take charge." Well, if necessary, yes, but I'm not. I've never been an ambitious person. Now I know in this day and age of, you know, um, money at all costs. That sounds like a heresy. I've never been ambitious. Even when, you know, even, even when, um, you know, when I was shacking up with whatever woman I was with at the time, I've never been ambitious. If I was earning enough to pay my bills and, um, you know, take care of stuff on the side, that was good enough for me. I never wanted to be the, the, the district manager or the team lead or the uh, assistant manager or, in the case of Dwight Schrute, assistant to the assistant to the manager. You know, I, I've never been ambitious. And... If there's any ambition that's coming from this uh, podcast, I can well assure you that it's all God, it ain't me. And if there's any wisdom coming through from this podcast, once again, it's not me, it's all God. But I suspect, as St. Paul said in one of his epistles, that the cross is foolishness to Jews and Gentiles. But basically, as I said before, um, this is not meant to be uh, Jesus info hour. What I want to put forward to my atheist an agnostic um, right-wing friends. And I mean this with all sincerity. Well, 
I mean everything I say with sincerity. But if you're just coming on to this podcast and haven't listened to the introduction, you know, for all you know, I'm a grifter. But take this for what it's worth. Okay. Let's just say. Let's just say. That I'm completely wrong. And the world, the, the dumpster fire doesn't explode in two to three years. And we're given enough time so that your kids can grow up to be adults. And somehow or another, you manage to build your um, communitas somewhere where the power of the Masonic federal government can't really mess with you. I just want to throw this idea out there. And I've already, I've got an idea where some of you might say, um, because I'm going to be talking about role models. And if you are atheist or agnostic, you might say, well, I follow the Stoic philosophers. Well, that's all well and good. But, the thing of it is, because the Stoic philosophers, and yes, I know that blah, blah, you don't believe in God, and you, know, you don't believe in the spirit of God, that's, that's wonderful. I'm speaking from my perspective, not yours. But because they lack the spirit of God, they, they had elements of truth. I've read Stoic philosophy, and yes, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of Stoic philosophy that um, is in Christianity. And when I say Christianity, because I know a lot of you right-wingers who claim to be Christian are Protestants or Orthodox or Vatican II Catholics. Um. For those of you right-wingers who you, you think you're fine in those churches, and I'm, I'm saying that to be charitable, um, I would suggest going back and listening to my religious podcast where I talk about the flaws and the problems with those particular uh, churches, but f for my atheistic and agnostic friends, you know, I I could see some of you guys saying, "Well, we follow the Stoics," you know, or you know, pick your philosophy: Ayn Rand, uh, Plato, Socrates, Aristotle. All of them were missing the spirit of God. Well, I'm, I'm when, when I say that, I'm not counting uh, Ayn Rand. Ayn, Ayn Rand's philosophy. Uh, that woman makes Ann Coulter look as warm and inviting as a sorority girl on ecstasy. Okay. Um. Now, here's my proposition, and. You can take it for what it's worth. 
Here's my proposition. Just take a Bible. Take a Bible. And read Matthew chapter 5 to chapter 7. That's basically the Sermon of the Mount. It's basically the foundations to the Catholic Church. And I'm not asking you to believe in Jesus. I'm, I'm not asking you to believe in Jesus. Um, it'll happen or it won't happen, you know. And basically, it's up to you. You got to meet God halfway. Now, having said that, the reason, just just read what it says. And, and basically, it gives you, even if you're an atheist, even if you're an agnostic, it gives you the perfect life principles that if you want your kids to be growing up, to be... Uh, at least uh, productive citizens and, you know, not your random a-hole teenager or young adult. Um, if you mirror these, you know, the principles of the Sermon on the Mount for them and actually try to follow them yourself, um, you, don't, you don't have to believe that Jesus was God. I mean, eventually you're going to have to bump into that question but when you're first starting out, just trying to live the Sermon on the Mount, I mean, sincerely trying to live it, you know, not just going through the motions. And that's things that we moderns are good for. We go through the motions. You know, I, I know a lot of people who claim to be, to be Christians. And... Not that I'm being self-righteous and claiming to be a saint myself. Um, I wish there were, I had a witness to, to the effort that I'm making in, in my effort to be pious and devout, but I don't. So you could either write me off as a grifter or a self-righteous a-hole. But a lot of the Christians I see, and you know, they'll 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 have a, a quote from the Psalms hanging in their office. They'll have a cross because where I'm living is mostly Protestant. They'll probably be naked. But the way they act, and believe me. I haven't been a Christian for a long time, so I know how. And like I said, at one point I was a deist, so I basically know how secular people act and think. And to me, these people, you know, um, even if the, the religions they were claiming to follow would be true, were true, I'm sorry, then, quite frankly, 
um, they're giving their religion a bad name. Now, um, like I said, these are for my agnostic atheist friends, right-winger friends. Like I said, you don't have to believe Jesus was God. Just read the Sermon on the Mount, Saint, uh, Matthew chapters 5 through 7, and tell me that if you were to sincerely try to live by those principles, how that would not better society immediately. And for my right wing, and this includes the ones who call themselves Christians, friends, you know, you can mock and ridicule people like myself who say, well, if you want a better society, shouldn't you fix yourself first? Before you could lead others, don't you think you should get yourself under control? Now, for my atheist and secular friends, you don't believe in God, so if I tell you that you need God in order to make effective change, you're going to write me off as a loon. So my suggestion would be just try to live, live the Sermon on the Mount. But for those of you right-wingers who claim to be Christian, don't you think society is... And, and by the way, let's, let's take out the modernism out of society. Let's take the Masonic influences out of society. Although, to be quite honest, you really can't. <laughs> but don't you think... My podcasts always say, or not all of them, for certain podcasts I have the opening... Uh, to uh, Boondock Saints where the priest is giving a, a sermon and he says, we should all fear the evil of evil men. But what is most evil is the indifference of good men. If you're not willing, you know, you call your, you know, I, I'm not even I'm not even questioning that you know your religious conduct or your religious belief. I'm I'm not con, you know I'm not calling into question. But if you're so pedoed at the way society is, and you're not leading by example, and and by the way. Just off the top of my head, I have always tried to lead by example. Now, I just got done confessing. I don't like having the leadership role, and I don't. But I've always tried to lead by example. And believe you me, I've had jobs where my bosses absolutely despise seeing me. And... Would not do a thing. If I were on fire, they would not pee to put me out. And that's no joke. But I got to keep my job because my work ethic and, and my, um, you know, my work ethic and my, um, 
you know, wanting to take care of the job were such that they were willing to put up with. And by the way, I'm making no excuses for myself. In my past, I was a giant a-hole. I was the giant douchebag. I was the guy that you love to hate. But I, my commitment to doing the job well and doing it to the best of my abilities was such they were willing to put up with me being a giant douchebag, a giant a-hole. Okay? So I've always tried to lead by example. And once again, yes, you guys don't know me. I'm just some random a-hole on the internet spouting off. That's fine. I'm... My job is not to convince, it's to inform. It's up to you what you do with it. But even in this podcast, you know, um, and by the way, for those of you who are uninitiated to my podcast and my guiding philosophy or whatever, I strongly urge you to listen to the podcast introductions, at least the first two, although listening to the other three would probably be a good use of your time. But, um, you know, and this, this kind of goes back to my set of a contest rant too, but basically, List my listeners in general. I don't care if you're a right winger atheist or you're a right winger quote unquote Christian. Basically, I don't speak about anything on this podcast that I, I don't do. I don't speak anything on this podcast that I. Let me let me rephrase that. That I don't at least try to do. Because I'm human, because I have frailties and flaws, sometimes what I tempt more often than not goes sideways because I'm not being um attentive to the will of God. I'm more interested in doing my own thing. But everything I talk about. I I attempt to do. Okay? Um to you said of a contest, if you listen to episode four, where I give suggestions about hey, what we should do to further the said of a contest cause, um what do you think this podcast is? What do you think my Pinterest is? What do you think my Twitter and my Telegram are for? Like I said, I don't care what you think. And that, that, that's, that's another thing, people. Um, I noticed that there's a lot of, you know, putting people down on social media. Uh Now, in this case, up until a couple years ago, I every bit as guilty. Well, actually, not even a couple years ago. Up until last summer, I 
guilty of taking, you know, quite frankly, with some people on the internet, it's like shooting fish in a barrel to insult them. Until I realized that, you know, if I'm going to preach charity, mercy, and love to other people, well, it probably wouldn't be a good idea to run around and be the person that, you know, lol, loser, spaz. Oh, and by the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, if you go to my Twitter and you see my posted comment where I'm calling people autistic spurgs, yes, that is harsh. But you have to bear in mind that I had been on Twitter for less than a week and I had bumped into two or three people who were not criticizing what I was, the, the, the truth in what I was saying. They weren't showing me where I was wrong, but basically they, they were basically getting spurgy about my technique. And yes, it is harsh. But as I said before, I don't make it a habit most of the time to insult people on social media because I want to be the best representative for true Catholicism that I can be. And, you know, getting... And, and believe me, people, I, I spent, you know, I spent some time in the Army... And even before I joined the army, I just had a knack for sizing up a person's weaknesses and going for the throat. I did have a knack for that. But anyway, um, basically, my philosophy on social media is I will be charitable. I will be uh, patient, but because I'm not a saint, and for those of you who are non-Catholic, a saint is a person who practices heroic sanctity and is a friend of God. I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those. Never claimed to be one. I, I will be as charitable as I can. I will try. To be my best, to be patient. But there are limits to what I will put up with. And if I think that you lack critical thinking skills, if I think that you lack the, the, the social graces to be able to discuss with me intelligently what your disagreements are with me. I am not, I'm not going to be uh, devastatingly brutal, but yes, I will be brutal. You know, um, I po I posted on, on, on my Twitter thread. Do not bring your autistic garbage onto my, Thread. And I guess 
a couple people didn't get the, the memo. Not on me, it's on them. They were warned. But enough with the set of contests. I want to go back to my right wing, my right wing uh, atheist and agnostic. Well, just my right wing's friends. One of my biggest gripes about they're they're now calling instead. It's no longer the neo reactionaries. It's now called the dissident right. Basically, you could just basically call them what they originally were, the alt-right. Okay? These, not all, but a lot of them are fashy lovers. And, you know, their biggest gripe about society is not necessarily that, I mean, they'll gripe and moan because, you know, democ- democracy failed. But basically... If you know people well enough, you can absolutely tell they're just butthurt that they're not running um, society. They're they're butthurt because they're not running society. And I made this observation on Twitter back in 2019. Of course, you know, I only had 300 followers, so didn't get traction, unfortunately. But I basically said Antifa... And the neo-reactionaries, because that's what they were calling themselves at the time, were basically two sides of the opposite coin. Or, I'm sorry, two sides of the same coin. Yes, I do tend to get boomery myself. But it's true. You know, and I don't want to get into a big, long discussion. Because back in those days, I used to try to explain how there was very little difference economically between fascism and uh, communism economically. There's very little difference. Very little. But, you know, people got to autistically spurred, especially on Twitter. And, uh, you know, uh, never mind. I won't get into that. But basically, um... One of my biggest criticisms of what is now known as the dissident right is a lot of these guys, and my favorite podcaster also critiques, well, I let's just say we share some of the same opinions, okay? Um, they lack social skills. They're autistic. Um... Basically, they're more in the realm of theory than actual practice. And by the way, for my right-wing friends, if you want to hear my critique on um, Machiavelli and uh, Ebola, because they're the cause du jour, along with James Burnham, who, you know, his, his... His Machiavellians, if you read that introduction and you even remotely consider yourself a Christian, um, if that doesn't chill you to your bone, I don't know what to tell you. But I did that, I believe, I believe on one of my previous episodes, I can't remember exactly which one, but I do talk about it, that basically... That Machiavelli and Ebola were basically just theorists. And and for that matter, so is James Burnham. 
that's one of my, you know, one area where me and this other podcaster agree. But also, I think my biggest, my biggest, my biggest criticism of the NRX is that these people want to tell people how to live. Or I'm sorry, they're not the NOX. I'm, I'm sorry. Don't, don't spurg out on me, dissident, right? I'm sorry. I got your little label, you know, confused. Don't get mad. Don't spurg out on me. Um, but my biggest disagreement, what is known as the dissident right is, these people have no conception well, first of all, they really don't have any real life experience, at least the ones I've listened to. And I did listen to my share of uh, dissident right content between 2017 and 2020. I eventually had to stop listening because I damn near busted my phone because I was going to hurl it against the wall at some of the stupid inane buffoonery that passes for political commentary in that sphere. But they don't know how to lead. They have no conception of leadership. None of them, um, none of them are even self-aware. Now, my atheist and agnostic right-wing buddies will tell you that if you're going to be even a mediocre leader, but, you know, if you want to be a decent leader, you've got to be self-aware. You have to know your weaknesses and your strengths. And you have, you know, the weaknesses you have to strengthen, the strengths you need to play to. And by the way, this is covered in one of my introductory podcasts. Because I... Took the uh, at that time, I they were still going by the uh, the uh, neo reactionary tag. I guess in the past year they've decided dissident right is better, but these people can't even control themselves and they lack, lack self awareness. Having been in the military. I'm going to be flat out honest with you. Um, there were certain sergeants. Now, for those of you who have been in the military for like the past 20 years, I don't know if this term, uh, if you're familiar with this term, but uh, fragging happened in Vietnam and a lot of my NCOs were a lot of Vietnam vets. And I've done my studying on Vietnam. Fragging was a thing. And for those of you who don't know, basically fragging was if a guy was incompetent or an a-hole, you either took a, uh, well, yeah, you basically took a grenade and tossed it either in his tent or in his foxhole. Because obviously shooting him with an M16 is a dead giveaway that he got killed by his own troops. 
But there were certain leaders that had we actually gone to war, um, you know, people were just waiting for the chance to get those guys because these guys, you did not want them leading you into combat. Now, yes, to my favorite my favorite YouTuber. Yes, I am known as a pogue. Uh, 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 in the army, we say the ramp, you know, rear echelon mother effer. Yes, yes. But um, where I was at, if things had gone the way the narrative told us it was going to go, go, it didn't matter that we were the pogues. We were going to be in, in, in combat with the Russians. Okay. Anyway. So I got, I need to wrap this up cause, uh, I only get an hour and a half for a podcast. So basically what I'm, what I'm advising my right wing friends, and it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, for my atheist and agnostic right-wing friends, if you want to model, if you want to be a role model to your kids, you don't have to believe in Jesus. I just suggest read the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapters 5 through 7, and try to live that, uh, try to live that doctrine as best as you can. You know, you're, you're human just like I am. Nobody expects you to be perfect, but try. And for those of you who are right wing and, you know, you call yourself a Christian. Well, how about living up to the Sermon on the Mount? How about, um, how about, um, not just modeling leadership to your children, but how about modeling, be the example. Okay, um, this particular YouTuber I'm talking about, my favorite YouTuber will know exactly who I'm talking about. Well, if I ever get a chance to talk to him, I'll tell him. But he was basically whining about Vatican II, whining and crying, because that's what right-wingers do. They whine and cry on the internet, and they don't do crap. And he was whining about Vatican II and the... Uh, imposter in chief Francis and I left a comment and said be the change you want to be how about it right wingers how about being the change that you want to be you know how about um leading by example in other words in, in instead of telling people how they should live how about you do, you, you, you show by your example. And instead of, you know, uh, bragging about it or whatever, um, if you have a podcast, um, just suggest it gently say, Hey, this is what I've been doing. It's working. And if you don't have a podcast, um, just, if 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 some of your friends come up to you and hey you look buff you've been working out oh yeah you know I I thought that um 
you know, being in shape's a good thing. And I thought I'd just try it. Anyway, guys, I'm almost at the hour and a half mark. So, uh, Uh, you guys are going to have to get over this. When I do a rant, and I do realize like my first three or four rants were not actually rants. They were more discussions. But I've decided for my calm discussions, random thoughts, and for my rants, rants. So I want to tell you, um, I really appreciate you listening, and since this is going to be an hour and a half, if you made it this far, I really appreciate you going this far. I also hope and pray that you get something out of this. I really do. Because the whole purpose of me doing this is hopefully being God's instrument to giving you guys some food for thought and another way of thinking. And... I just want to say, I care about you guys. Forget the tone. Forget the tone. Listen to the message. Forget the tone. Listen to the message. Because I do care about you. And I do pray for you guys. Now, um, in order to get salvation, we got to meet God halfway. But I am praying that some of you, you know, I'd like, to, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see a lot of you go to heaven. Let's bottom line it. I'd like to see a lot of you go to heaven. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.